Welcome all the listeners to another episode of Trials and Meditations. Trials and Meditations. It's your boy Red Dragon. Just inviting my people in. So let the stories begin. Let the stories begin. I'm only talking about the first when I'm talking my favorite gen. It's time to reminisce with two of my favorite men. Whether you're saying two or whether you're saying Tim, make sure you say it here with two of my brothers, Kim. Kim Wa, Kim Ness, other Bedaini guests. No matter where the convo goes, never finesse. Rituals was our gathering place. Escaping the battle of this world, chanting, that's why we called it a space embrace. This is a one of a kind podcast. Kings and chiefs speaking, I'ma call it a God cast. This is a movement. I'm glad that you're tuned in. First generation of family reunion. I'm all in on this reminiscing affair. And every word that I speak is like a fist in the air. Simple kick in the snare is all I need for my comrades. Time to lift off. Better get on your launch pads. It's savage and fast. Very far from average cats. Every memory is an actual fact. I ain't going to bar you to death. But I say it with my heart and my chest. I say recess in every part of my breath. S. Call it meditation and trials. I'm talking from state to state. This dedication for miles. Meanwhile, it's a celebration of all of us. No matter where we go, we'll never forget the cause of us. Round of applause necessary. Mind and body grow, but the spirit is legendary. Minnesota, North Carolina, the home of the host. And if you leave it up to them, they'll be doing the most. And everybody that comes on, I listen to every word, because it's probably a story that I never heard. Observe as I paint pictures. Evaluate the scriptures. Translated by mortal men who got it twisted what if egyptians never existed first generation would never be a tradition my tree of life grew from the concrete some of us didn't make it that forever haunts me tribes of ashanti lost in the atlantic maduna tear visions i'm wishing for ancient Kemet. present day living ain't a gift at all so many slip and fall can't predict the corona with several crystal balls evolution of man tell me we got through it cooler heads prevail while i'm spitting hot fluid energized by daily reminders to Breathe easy, out left, in right bondage. Let's bring it back to brother Farouk and brother Damon. Guarantee they'll be debating about some bacon every show. It might sound ridiculous, but these brothers about to take flight like Icarus. They're elevating the mind, refined and shine, divine dialogue, meditation and trials, moving the timeline along. The point of view with a guest is very important. Just remember you're being recorded. I get through my trials, Welcome, welcome to another episode of Trials and Meditation, Conversation of the First Generation, Y2K. I am your co-host, Damon S. Trent, and the S stands for Savage. Now, this week, the Better Cam is off traveling with his family, and so he couldn't be a part of this show. So we decided that we'd put something special together for the people out there in listener land. Now, today on the show, we have a whole host of young brothers that's doing the big things out there in the music industry. We have with us today, we have uh, my brother Red Dragon, who you guys uh, might not know was the uh, author of that awesome theme song that we just got to listen to. So we have uh, with us brother Red Dragon, Rashid Sharif, a.k.a. Sasta Machert. And Sasta, we're going to get back to that in one second. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. We also have with us the young CEO setting it off out there on the West Coast. We have with us uh, young brother Dauda Leonard, from Create Safe, you know the family over at Create Safe. Yes, we have with us brother Dauda Leonard on the show with us. We also have with us uh, getting the streets ready. We have uh, KB the General uh, on the show with us today, 
And uh, rounding out the panel, we have with us Brother Supernova Slam on the show. So let's uh, give these young brothers a round of applause. Appreciate you. Salute, salute. Right, right, right. <laughs> salute to the brothers. Uh, Yo, Sasa, that Red Dragon, that was fire. I, you put all the nuances in that. <laughs> I love that, yeah, I man. I love that, man. That was that was really, I love that, brother. That was really, really healing to hear, man. Salute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now, you know what is really super dope, uh, Supernova, since you chimed in first? Uh, the last time yeah. you were here, we didn't have uh, that to offer for you guys. And so I'm glad uh, you got to hear that. And, and I think it's super awesome, too. Because like you said, he touched yes. on pretty much everything. Everything. I mean, it's a, and, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I, first of all, the, the, the production was dope. The flow was awesome. But, like, he took me back to my childhood and, and then brought me present. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. like, all the nuances were there. You know, so I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah it was dope. Like, Facts. you had to be there to really, I mean, besides being a hip-hop head, you may, may enjoy it. But you had to have lived an experience to fully feel the spirit of the nostalgia. You know that? Yeah, yeah. That was the goal. That was the goal when I wrote it. It was like, all right, let me see how many inside uh bars i could drop that everybody will get oh yeah that grew up with us you know what yeah I mean? yeah i like along how you talked about along with it still being catchy yeah, yeah you're real catchy yeah I like how you, you talk about the space and you know s <laughs> yeah, come, on. <laughs> like, come on let's go let's go <laughs> yeah. yo i love i love that energy right there i love that energy and so you also talked about the production, and, and I don't know what happened, but we were supposed to have Young Sinful on the show with us, and he's actually yeah. responsible for the for the music part of the for that track, too. Oh, so Sinful, man. Right. Yeah, shout out to Sinful, right. man. I love, I, love, I love what he's doing, man. Yeah, he's doing big things. Big things. Yeah, so I, I really like how we, we kept it all in-house. So, so since we got this uh, panel together, we're just going to kind of jump right in and, and start talking about things, if that's okay. Let's do it. Yeah. And so we have a lot of people that dealt with the music industry in different areas, right? And so this is really where I start the music industry with, right? Industry rule number 2080, record companies are shady, right? Shady, yeah. So, so kids, watch back because I think the smoke crack. <laughs> I don't doubt it, right? Look at how they act. So I, I want to start there. Is, is the music business shady? Like, or... Is that was that just something at the time, or, or or has it changed? Let's start there for a second. I would say I would say that like the the, the one of the realities is that the the American music industry, let's if we're just focusing on that, was essentially built upon different criminal enterprises. Like if you think about mm. like a hundred years ago, you know, 80, 90 years ago, essentially. The way the, the the way in which like secular performances were happening outside of church organizations were in venues that were looked at as more like you know like people probably look, put their nose down upon it. This you know through the prohibition era and things like that. Like you 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 gotta realize like the the, the performances of of live music happened in potentially illegal venues to begin with where illegal businesses like maybe like the sale of drugs or alcohol actually occurred. So maybe sometimes it's, 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 it's kind of like given, it's almost like giving the music industry a bad name by slandering the actual origins. And sometimes I even say that about like when, when people talk about like Jay-Z or whatever, people will get mad about like what he does or doesn't do. But, you know, he started his career as a, as a drug dealer and he was very unabashed about that. And so, and has, has talked about that journey from the beginning until now. 
And so sometimes it's like, do you slander somebody for being who they are? Now, I'm not necessarily commenting on whether I believe in all of those things, but let's just like point out some of the obvious before we dig deep into like, well, well, are these companies shady? And that's, I think, where certain shady practices have originated from. But I would say that I don't think that everybody is like out to be nefarious who's mm -hmm. getting into the music business and who maybe is working at a record label or running a label. I think that there's a lot of complexity to how these systems have been developed and, and currently operate. You know, that's, that's a really interesting point, right? Because I had never looked at it from that point of view in, in the sense that like live performances started where you say they started, like in, in these clubs where it was prohibition. And, and let's stay with that for a second, right? So if you have like a business model that comes out of something that's illegal, uh, and this is just my opinion, I would suggest that it then all the dealings then it become shady in, in a way. If that Does that make sense? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like because we're doing something that we're not supposed to do, I'm going to always get over on you or try to get over on you. That's really what my take on it was. And I, I don't know if that's, how it is, but is that how you're explaining it to me? So should you enter the game knowing that should artists already enter the game with no loyalty to anyone because there's no loyalty to them? It's like a company, like, you know- you I didn't say that, wait, let's, before you go into that, I'm just saying, let's, let's, let's at least put out the origin and let's at least, let's, let's make sure that we know that that exists, right? So before you even get into it, you do know that that exists. That doesn't mean you have to follow those things but it's important to be aware so that you're, you're, you're able to make the decisions based on what you know versus what you don't know. Okay, so knowing that, right? It's like if you went to a club and you got beef, you know that you should show up with something and be prepared for the situation. And if you see somebody knowing that their perspective is to try to get over on you first, should you be trying to get over on them first? Ah, oh, man, that's that, that like, I feel like you, like you gotta just be protecting yourself. I remember when Supernova was on, when, when Supernova was on the podcast first, he talked about like, it was very inspiring because he talked about like knowing when to, to, to be your Haruka Huti. <laughs> right. You know, right, it's right, like, right. it's like if, if you understand the tree of life and you understand like, there are different modes that you have to be in. It's maybe not as about, right. you know, getting over on someone. It's more about protecting yourself and moving in the way you need to move to be able to like achieve the success that you want to just achieve. And Haru Guti is fire, by the way. Can I say casual? Can y'all brothers hear me? Yes, we can, can hear you, brother Sinful. Welcome to the show, brother Sinful. Maestro, the maestro, the maestro. Wait, wait, wait! Don't say play, please, unless you're going to say please receive fully. When we, when, yeah. when your brothers oh, say, when your brothers hail the maestro, you have to say receive fully. Okay, we, we, have, we have to say. Listen, I'm waiting until I'm forty to do that, man. No, 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 I'm gonna give it to you now, maestro. I'm loving, I'm loving this conversation, man. Love everybody on here, yo. Good to see y'all. Yeah, and I want to see you in a minute, brother. <laughs> I want to, yeah, I know, I know. What's up, bro? I want to read something that's funny because I was doing some work yesterday and I came across this. And it actually is like um, uh, SUS is one of, his, from his, one of from one of his first books. And this quote is said, um, in an African society, people did not have the right to become composers or poets or whatever because they 
because they are powerful forms. Art originally did not mm -hmm. mean what it means today, creativity or whatever. Art in the ancient times meant the science of manipulating the spirits of men. Mm -hmm. Art mm -hmm. is, how, is how you organize shapes, colors, sounds, music, et cetera, to manipulate mm -hmm. and control those forces that control mm -hmm. the behavior of people. You are mm -hmm. constantly being tossed here and there by an artist who are just simply writing music following their own whim today. Right, right. That's that's hey, that's crazy. I never even heard that. Time. See, <laughs> what, what you? I wanted to say something to what you were saying. Please say something. So true. Like, you know what I realized in, in my my short time in this business is a lot of people is just uneducated, bro. You know, in the business and in business itself. So you put yourself in situations where you you don't really understand what's going on, and then when the business takes place in the aftermath. You want to complain about everything and call everybody evil and call everything that happened mm. messed up when you mm, just was in a point. situation where you were uneducated. You know what I'm Woo! saying? Come on, fire bars. So <laughs> I, I want to, because you know, people usually do that in a situation where they have issues. You know what I'm saying? They they start to, to look around and say, well, everybody's against me and you this, that, and the third. And I'm not saying it's not halfway true. You know what I'm saying? Because business business and music is really two things that really shouldn't go hand in hand, but in the world that we live in, it's been mm. looked at as something to be lucrative. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's lucrative. Mm -hmm. So that's when things change. It's like anything. It's like the NBA. It's like everything. You know what I'm saying? It kind of all, you can kind of see the parallels as you go along. But what I'm starting to realize is that, you know, you look back in the 90s and the early 2000s, you look at all of those artists, they pretty much went through the same things financially all across the board. You had some ones that, you know, were educated, and they 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 made their due, but a lot of those guys were just trying to get out the hood and get out the projects and get out of poverty. So with that mm -hmm. being said, you don't make rational decisions; you make irrational decisions in those times. They say, <laughs> take, this, right, "Take this loan," because what a, a record company is basically a bank. You get a loan and you got to pay them back. You can't be mad yeah. at them and you don't pay them back. Can, can, can I speak one thing? Can, can I yes. add to the bill, um, beloved? So that, yeah, I, I'm, we're going to unpack that, what you just said about the, you know, the banksters, you know, they, they're not the gangsters, the banksters. Mm, right. I'm going exactly. to come back on that note, but I know, I think I mentioned it to the brothers last time I was building a little bit about Takashi 69 in that situation. I think we touched on it. I hopefully, if we did, I'm going to, I'm going to just bring a point. What happened with Takashi, right? Not necessarily him per se, but the brothers that inherited him, right? Thank you, brother. I'm, I'm part, part and stuff. I'm, I'm traveling. The brothers that inherited him, right? They had, to Sinful's point, they didn't really understand business. They didn't understand leverage and business as far as the music industry went. They understood street politics, right? right. And so right. The, the problem was when you're dealing with a, a street politic, right? The, the chain of command in the gang, uh, especially in New York, right? It goes, it goes from the jail system and, yeah, I'm good, bro. It goes from the jail system to the streets. And what happened was that guy blew up so fast in affiliation with the gang that they they started cutting up his cutting up the money and, and, and beefing right. internally. And, and, and what happened was they got so it got so out of balance in, the, in the, being able to manage that situation where you know the brothers had Rico on them already. They were already being investigated, and, and there was no type of transition from street to in industry. Like so, they didn't say, "Okay, let me clean right. up my act." And, and this artist now is the bank, big piggy bank for us. Let's clean up my act. Right. No, some of the homies is getting $10,000, you know, bonuses and $50,000 here. And what they doing? To Simple's point, they still street niggas. 
They're going in the street. Right. They're flipping, they flipping raw. They're flipping all types of shit in the street. The feds is following the money. So now right. the cash cow or the opportunity of that talent is being compromised because brothers have not understood how to leverage street to business, you know? And, and it, goes, it goes into the original point, which you started with, brother, that brother Dawuda talked about. You know, it's about understanding the history of the, this business and, right. and then how can, how can we leverage ourselves to maneuver in it properly? You know what I'm saying? Because brothers don't understand the leverage and unfortunately we don't have the right chain of command around us to help support with these structures. So brothers are just out here, you know what I'm saying, freestyle, you know? But let me just conclude this point. The history of the music business has never been to the advantage of the black artists. The black artists have always been exploited, right? And so the ones of us who have been able to move to the chain of command have understood the, uh, how to play the game. It's, it's really a piggy bank game, it's monopoly, right? So right. The, the, when you look back past the smoke and mirrors, it's either dope money, right? Mob money, Jew money, right? Or some type of corporate Fortune 500 money that is, that is putting forth the advance to the artist or to the machine. Right. And so when you understand that you're, you're getting an advance from the banksters and you know how to move accordingly with the advance, you have to decide, OK, is this deal being structured to, to in my favor to, you know, do I have to sacrifice the deal? I don't know what, if y'all if y'all can pay attention to Cameron. He did a good build on a drink champs and he talked about how Dipset, you know, the phenomena, how Dipset expanded when he leveraged himself you know, from, you know, Dev Jam and Rockefeller, how he went into Koch. And everybody was saying Koch Records right, at the time was like, oh, you know, it was like a graveyard. But he said, no, it wasn't a graveyard because we was able to get take the street buzz, you know, get all of my homies deals. Even though we had to sacrifice the deals, we, we was able to put them in the machine, right? So I, I think that we don't, you know, right now, we don't have to be victims of what we know the game is, right? We can actually find ways right. to leverage, you know, the opportunities. You know what I'm saying? I think there's more opportunities for us to leverage. And even this call, like... Like how we afford fellowship, and I mean, Simple, you're doing good things. Brother Dauda is is shaking and baking behind the scenes in, in the business, right. and, and 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 all of us, you know, are talented. So I think having these conversations are expansive. It's a lot. It allows us to share history with each other, understand the process of the game. But how do we continue to advance and leverage? I think that's really not being victims, but being victors. I mean, and I'm not giving the industry a pass, but I'm saying that I, I think there's so many amazing opportunities presently that we can be looking at in loopholes and, and quantum fields of how to really master the game and master the leverage and master the investment. That's, that's a great point that you make. I just make. want to say one last thing, Kim, Kim can I just answer that one? Please. So what, what he's talking about, I just want to be clear. Like, I feel like we have to give black music, as, like hip hop and all these things, we had to give it time to mature, the, the actual people that are in it. Yeah. <laughs> Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Had to get older and learn, and mm, you know those yeah. same people now are becoming the executives, and they're they're now moving into companies. I mean, as much as people hate Jay Z, I mean, you, look at his business. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, I'm just saying you have to get time for us to get educated in this business. Yeah. Now yeah. we're starting to take on those roles, and we have to educate the next youth. Like the youth, yo, I would way way rather be in the game now than be in the game in the nineties. Now you might have got a lot mm. more immediate money in the nineties, but you that's like having a 30-year mortgage in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? You know, or a 40 year mortgage. These dudes be on eleven album deals and twelve I, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I'd rather, you know, take an if I took an advance, I wouldn't and that's another thing, like taking advances and all this stuff. They didn't know, like these people really didn't know. They had a carrot mm. dangled in front of them 
And mm. most people will take it. You know what I'm saying? I don't really blame anybody. I just feel like we have to now look at, it's like science, look at the data. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look at the data that we've gotten over the last 30 years. And now you can start to move at these companies differently because you have a different type of leverage. That's all I'm, you know what I'm saying? As black folks. So we don't have to keep like, we always beating ourselves down for, for, for certain things that we are, you know, we don't know or we haven't learned. It ain't been that long since slavery in that time period. You know what I'm saying? Or anything in that time period. I just feel like we, we made super jumps in, in, in these businesses. And now it's time for us to keep educating ourselves so that we can make the next jump. I try to look at things from a positive, you know, perspective, even within all this damn devil stuff that's going on. <laughs> that's what's up. So, so, so you said we have to make the next step, right? So to any of young people that we have in our circle that may be considering uh, a, career, a career in music, right? Like what advice would you give to them about dealing with the, the business? Or would you suggest, as Brother KB said, that I just come ready for the shystiness with my own brand of shystiness? Is that what we're promoting or how is that working out for us? I wouldn't necessarily say come with your own brand of sightiness. My my thing is like in business, especially if you're not in the beginning stages of helping that person create their empire, a lot of times you just get handed whatever it is that they want to give you. And if you don't want to take it, they'll replace you. So there, there is no real loyalty in this, you know? And, but the company that assign you, artists come in and they act as if they supposed to be loyal to a situation that is not their situation. They could put any pawn in that situation and get the same results because of the way the machine works. Right. To a degree. So I don't know. I mean I would say, I mean, listen, I know, I know like when you ask people to read, it could be a tough thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, true, but true. but our group is a guy named Dr. Logan Westbrooks, and he's a black man who is was like a like a, a music executive in the 50s and 60s. He became also a professor, so he's written a couple of books, but most importantly, he was working at record labels like Atlantic and Columbia and had a hand in shaping how um, Black music became like the core foundation of the music industry. Imagine he was a part of the commissioning of the, something called like the Harvard Report, which was Essentially, Columbia had uh, commissioned the Harvard Business School to do a, a business report on essentially, ha like I'm blanking right now on, a, on, on, on the way to explain this, but basically like how black music was going to essentially take over the music industry and what they needed to do to like prepare themselves as a company to be at the forefront of that. And, and so, a good book to read of his is one, it's called The Anatomy of a Record Company, How to Survive the Record Business. And it really gives you, it's like one of the one of the rare books that gives you a, a very inside look at like, like the, the concept of a record company and how a record company works. So you can understand the reason why the deals are structured the way they're structured. You can understand what the purpose is, which is the purpose of a record company is essentially to like buy your master, you know, buy your master recordings and to own them in perpetuity. That Correct. is the business model. And Correct. so like whether people want to call that exploitative to black people or any other people, it's like, that's the, that's the business model. That's the, or that's, the, that's how that company functions. And that book goes on to explain 
exactly how they do it through promotion and marketing, how A&R works, et cetera. Now, obviously what you don't get from that is like the nuance, the cultural nuances that go into how a record company works and how the music industry works. But I think when it comes to just playing like knowledge in terms of like baseline understanding of how these things work, I think that's a good start. And then obviously, if you're looking to get into the music industry, I think it's like, you have to find good role models, look for mentorship, um, which can also be challenging. I understand that it's like not so cut and dry, but that's essentially when I think about like, if I were to, if I were to say, well, what is like, how does music get made? Like, I think like while we have a little bit of this still left, there are like inner city programs. There are things that happen in school that teach you about like music, how to make music and, 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 and all the way up. Like, and I think the internet is obviously a good place now where like you can literally go to YouTube and you can be like, how do plugins work? How do VSTs work? What is a dog? Yeah. So uh, I, got, I got a question for you. So based off of that knowledge, you know how I feel like when black companies or record labels get in the business and they do the same model that you was preaching, like owning masters and things like that, it's frowned upon. You know what I'm saying? Like if a Jay-Z does it, people look like, Jay-Z, you weren't supposed to do that to people because you black and you supposed to look out for black people. Maybe. Well, no, owning masters is an it's like a business investment. Like <laughs> it's, it's like everyone has a decision to make. So like, if, if, if I have money and I have taste, right? Like I, at this point in time in my career, I can go like, oh, I, I see something I think is valuable. And I go, that's awesome. I'm gonna invest my money. I'm gonna invest my team and resources. I'm gonna invest right. my ideas in developing this artist to own those, the results of that development. I think that that is actually like fair. Now, whether that- It is, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. I'm saying that everybody else looks at it and they frown upon it and they try to point That's it out. That's the uneducated KB. That's what I was talking about. Those are the people, yeah. the same people who look at the stock market and say that. The same people that look at all things and say that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. They now, just don't, don't understand. Need, if you don't need someone's money, if you don't need any of their resources, well, actually, let's not say that because there's reasons to do deals, right? Like you go, you you like, oh, I got a bunch of talent. I don't need anybody to help me make this thing. I know a bunch of people so I could get the buzz going. So I don't need that. But what I do need is I want to have a global presence or I want to, I want to, I want to like get my, my music in, in, in other places like advertising and uh, brand endorsements and things like that. You can then go and do a deal with somebody and you say, Hey, give me, you know, X and I'll give you Y. And you, and, and at that point in time, once again, you, you, you're coming from a place of like understanding what it is that you're bargaining with. I think that, if we want to just go back to the nefarious end of it is like, yes, there are some people who are like, oh, I see that kid. He's 16 years old. He's got a hot record. He has nobody around him to help him navigate this place. I have, I can come through and I could be like, hey, let me take you to dinner. You want to ride in my Lambo to and from the dinner? Oh, I'm going to bring these girls with me and they're going to hang with you. And like, oh, you know what? I'll give you like these, these, like, a thousand bucks right now. You go buy whatever you want to buy. You know, after this, like, I want you to sign this contract where you're going to give up ownership of your masters for life, you know, for the next 25 years 
um, you're going to be working for me. And then for in perpetuity, you're going to, you know, I'm going to own these masses. That right there is like taking advantage of somebody. Facts. And that does happen. So I think like if, if we're going to, we're going to point out and focus on the negative things, like those are things that like, yes, we should have a, a, a deep conversation of how do you help people? Avoid. It's really good to see some brothers are able to go from a negative of boosting and and, and banging like we were doing that time and really, you know, corporize, you know, get, get, get their thing incorporated and, and go into fashion and really just evolve, man. A lot of brothers are really doing some really great things in fashion now from that era, you know? But think about what we're talking about here. It's the same thing with the music, right? It's like, right. Like, and, uh, it's, it really sucks to, like, that we have to, I guess we have to go through this, at least in, in, in our history of, of, mm. of, of America, right? Where it's like, most of what black people have had to do is do things that were illegal at the mm. time. Right. In That's order to, to, to get into the, the, the legal part of that business. That's so deep, bro. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a that's a powerful analogy. Mm-hmm. That that's deep. We when you think about it, yeah, we had to go through those rights. You know, that that's kind of like that's what we inherited by being in America, right? That's deep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still feel like the I still feel like the same rules apply though. It's just what you're using them for. And that's right, that's why absolutely drug dealers, drug dealers translate well into the music business. And this is this is I think this is the deepest question I ask myself is like it like like for us to have made it this far could we have not gone through those things like I'm not saying like listen I did some 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 things that I wasn't supposed to be doing <laughs> like I think I think well, a lot of people well, did a lot of things that they wasn't supposed to be doing yeah yeah you know, yeah they, I don't I don't think so I'm gonna just say that because Subject matter matters, and yeah, wouldn't have been that's the, right. the content wouldn't have been as popular mm. with the mm. masses. Right. Like, hip hop, hip hop would have never taken off if we was rapping about dashikis and onks. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> right. just, yeah, it just, just wouldn't have taken off. So, so why, right, I mean, why are we rapping about that? Why are we like are we rapping about that because just because we want to glorify it? Like Ken, while you said mm. that, yo, it's right. like, or are we rapping about it because that's the environment? Like. Like I, like we all, I mean, KB, you know, I assume that you probably grew up in the same type of environment, and like we're all from, 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 you know, w- w- went through AA. Uh, right, right, right. But like, right. you know, growing up in New York, like, you know, like not everybody was like we weren't gangsters, but we, we were living in in situations that we were like fully surrounded by it. Right, right. Almost like. It was just like you couldn't escape it. Like it was, it was literally like all up in, like, like absolutely. Oh, yeah, if you, you know, Kemal, you were talking about the Willoughby Ave crew. Like Willoughby Ave was was gangster. Yeah, gangster. Yeah, yeah. You saw, yeah. That, that's that's Lafayette Gardens. That them brothers over there, LG. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, look, you know, the what, super. What? We're talking about a little further yeah. down by Tompkins, right? Oh, Tompkins. Yeah, oh, yes, oh, sir. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a hundred percent environment, Dauda. Yeah. It's a hundred, or maybe we could say ninety percent because just think about you are you are kind of what your surroundings are. We are because of what our surroundings were. We are into what we are. Look at our name. Look at our parents. Look at where we mm-hmm. come from. That was an environment within an environment. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Right, so, we, right. so we had we kind of got a taste of both, both worlds. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So and, that builds, and, and, and that, that's powerful. That that in itself, of course, is, of course. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. we we talking superhero stuff because now 
we all also have connections back to the motherland, all of us. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. now have have certain spiritual spot parts of the game, which the powers that be know about and use all the time as well. You know what I'm saying? They, this yeah. spiritual thing goes on both sides of the other fence. But I think it's, it definitely is environment because the hood push is the culture. Everything that goes on in the hood is of hood usually yeah. is the most popping stuff. You know what I'm saying? And that makes it the culture. And we so, need it. Yeah. So, but also that culture can be influenced and we were influenced. You know what I'm saying? We we were in poverty. So we told a story of that, but hip hop wasn't always violent. Hip hop wasn't always negative. You know what I'm saying? It, it had a it had a political movement. It had a movement to get out of poverty, to to do things. Yeah. So that mo- that had to be changed systematically. Right. So that was not that was that was that to me was was a engineering thing that was done within right. within it. So that, that's a great point, Simple. So do you believe that there's an agenda to hip hop or does hip hop push the agenda? No, well, hip hop no. is the tool of the agenda. <laughs> right. It's, it's the tool. The, it's the, a tool. The, the commercialization of the street culture and the violence and drugs that are associated with that, that becomes what we consider music and lyrics and bars and everything else, street culture. That's all commercialized by corporations and yes. what they consider to be what we would call in the old days the trends, trendsetters, people that set the trends. They say, okay, this is what we want to sell. This is what we want to be the next thing. So, I mean, like it's a group like NWA, it, if they don't become what they become, you know, worldwide, who's to say what, you know, what hip hop would have, how it would have went? Like, who's to say, like, the Commons and the Talibs and those artists? You know, there's just like, like two avenues in terms of just the product of hip hop, where I feel like they always get labeled gangster rap. That's what it was called back in the '90s and even in the early aughts. And then you have the, the what they call the backpack rap, but it's all the same umbrella of hip hop. It's all from the same blocks, the same streets. But it became right. com- the, the, the commercialization of the gangster movement. It was easier to market that to suburban America and to the world, actually. Right, because I feel like they overseas they identify with more that street culture, that gangster, right? Gangster yeah, shit. you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, yeah that's unique. a fact. We unique in the way that we, you know, were raised, and that's why we can appreciate both sides. Exactly, like, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But that's a one percent kind of thing, brothers. I got, we we have to realize that there 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 is we're not we're not an abundant group of people. We mm-hmm. we are no. a growing right. group of people because. No. This this information hasn't is always going to be suppressed. It's been yes. suppressed, and it, you know what I'm saying because they know how powerful it is. So well, let, let, let me let, 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 well well not necessarily, beloved. It has been until now because now that's what I'm saying. Have, that's what I'm saying. You have right. artists who are, are called the Wokeians. They're woke, right? The Wokeians, right. right? So so right. now you have Diddy talking about vibrate higher. Like what, Diddy? Okay, right. got but it. But that's you know that's vibrate recent, higher while you over. That's recent. Oh, okay, yeah. No, no, I got you. Yep, yep. Keep going. That's all I'm saying. It's recent. Yeah. That's I'm not saying it's not there. And I was gonna, I was gonna get to that. That yes, the movement is happening. But it was like I was saying with even hip hop growing, it's still in the time and space and time. It has to take its course. And right now, with the with, with everything that's going on with the coronavirus and everything, it's mm. giving people a time to sit down and yeah. really start to look at many different things. You know what I'm saying? And health is at the forefront. So that's, that's gonna lead you to spirituality automatically. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that's fresh yeah. and new. I've been telling my parents this over the last couple, of, every time I speak to them, I'm like, 
I'm like, yo, man, like, it seems like there's a new generation that was similar to y'all's generation. And when I say y'all, so when I listen, I'm talking about the people who were born in the, in the, First, yeah. in the 60s. And basically right. in, in the early 70s, decided to like go down and, you know, this interesting like alternative path in the hood, it, you know, in terms of their spirituality, their health, their, their business practices, what, what have you. And like, I, like I'm, I'm starting to meet a lot of these people and I'm just like, what I keep saying to them is like, well, well, what can be done to, to like edify those people to like, to, to, to push them on the right course? Because like, I think about it a lot, like, yo, I always wonder like, what has, what has, what has, what has, what has kept a sorrow set society from becoming something that's more a part of the, you know, general black culture just because right. of its roots, it's a cultural organization. When you think about like uh, Rami Afaimen being like a musician, and you think about like a number of the people who were part of the like the early days of society are like they were musicians and artists and people from the theater, and like it blew it blows my mind to this day. I've gotten older that I recognize like man, like there's a lot of people within the entertainment industry that have roots connected to a, a, a sorrow set, but like, mm -hmm. you just don't know it. You don't. Right. And, and I, and so when I think about that, I go like, well, how do you take like the essence of some of these ideas and, 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 and provide it to this new generation, especially in the cultural spaces, because they're looking for it. Like I'm talking about visual artists, like musical artists, you know, influencer artists, whatever you, they're looking for this knowledge and information so that they can create a new type of art to, 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 to create a whole new revolution. That's a good point. That would have, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just want to agree with that. That's a great, great observation, brother. Yeah. After he was on the podcast, I'm like, I got to connect with, I got to connect with Supernova when he's out here. Do y'all think that's the culture? Uh, absolutely. Say again. Mm -hmm. Like the culture don't seem to well, for me. Like you look at, I'm talking about like the, the the spiritual groups. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of different people, all across America that practice like Yoruba, Khan, Asarse, all kinds of things. You know what I'm saying? But are they being promoted in the forefront? You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. and, and are they even promoting themselves in the forefront? That's what I was about to say. This, I don't think they want to. Right, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of like a secret society kind of thing, you know right. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it, from just a from 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 my perspective, so it make it makes it kind of difficult. Illuminati also, so it's like one big secret society. So I mean, does it matter? Yeah, <laughs> it really does. I mean, yo, you could use it. My and my view is this: you could use anything for good, or you could use it for evil. And yeah, I, it's like heroin set. It's the heroin set. Yeah, I say. Yeah, I say. You know what I mean? You 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 got this. I gotta talk about it, man. I gotta bring it up. Bro. That little Nas X video, B. I gotta say something about it. Yo. It's wild to me. It's not. It's, it has nothing to do with his sexual preference. <laughs> I'm talking about the 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 promotion of the devil. What's the point of that? Even if you feel the way you feel, do you does that have to do with promoting the devil, or is he, or, or or he's, or he's putting in people's faces how like he was uh, taught to feel ashamed about himself? I get that, but 
the average child is not dissecting the video in that manner. <laughs> the average child sees the image, the imagery. The average child. Yeah, 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 and, and that, yeah. Now, now you're right. I just want to add to that. Simple. You're right. His he said his audience is mainly young people, and them young people came in right. from the you know the the horse song, right? The that song, and then right. he said. Even in that song, he was throwing subliminal. So, the you know, horse I, song, I, though, bro. The horse song. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, what's the name of the car? Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I can't, I'm going to keep it clean on this listen, podcast. Listen, but... listen, no, no, no. Whatever that song was called. But look, no, I, so for me, when he went, when he first, I, I liked him when he first came out because I liked his story as far as how he, you know, how he came up and had really no support. And then he just was able it. to, you know, you know, so, so look, at that point, I said, okay, cool. He, okay, Old Town Road, that's it. So I appreciated his initial <laughs> success, regardless of his, regardless of his, ori ori yeah, regardless of his orientation and all that, right? But then right. I realized he just kept going so far out in the extreme. And my thing, right. I was, now as an artist, <laughs> I, you know, you, you, do, you do sometimes you leverage controversy and leverage certain things to bring attention, I get it. But the his core his core audience is is our children. Exactly. That, that you know as a as a parent that's when it became okay. Even though I'm an artist and sometimes I like to push you know the extreme myself, I say okay. Well, you know, it's a point where you got to say okay. You know what we got to reevaluate that. And I think that video particularly, I was just like I couldn't even do nothing with that as an artist. I said you know what that's I can't. I, I, I couldn't do nothing with that. You know uh, you know. Bro, if right he now, was hot, we, he right now, right now, but, but 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 I but listen. I mean, you got LGBTQ artists out here doing their thing, right? They not twerking, not no grown man twerking on the devil, right? Like, CGI devil, <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, homie, like, like we, I, you know, if you're doing your thing on the other side of the game, do your thing, right? But twerking on the devil right now is not really what we're trying to calibrate. Yeah, period. Exactly. That's not going to power That's nobody. So that, that, and, and I'm not, and I don't want to, I, I don't want to demonize him, pun intended, you know. But that's mm. my critique of that. You know, I again, the same he thing. wants to I, demonize himself. I had somebody, right, right. Uh, I, had, <laughs> I had a friend of mine, she was talking to a friend of hers about, they was trying to compare, you know, the devil and you know how Bone Thugs and Harmony, DMX, a couple people played off of that, you know, that image or whatever. My right. thing with that was still, they came out like that though. Right. They came out, parents already knew what it was. The CDs was labeled. It was a whole different time. You couldn't just, you know, point, brother. and see it. So right. you can't right. even compare right. those two. Well, right. well, well, brother, that's, well brother, right. that's a great point. Can I just add you to your point? Not only that point you made, but the fact that the context of where Bone Thugs, 3-6 Mafia, and DMX was coming from, they were more coming from a duality perspective. Right. right, so right. so they, they they whole thing and kind of pop kind of hit, pop did it too, but he wasn't as extreme as Bone Thugs and let's say DMX with it. But they played with the whole, you know, trying to wait. You know, okay, and comedically weighing your heart six. on the scale, weighing your heart on the scale in my eye. Like you know, are, are you just you know sometimes you feeling wicked, sometimes you know you sway by your mm -hmm. lower self right. or your dark self. So I think they played with things of duality where on the same project they would have that that judgment scene with themselves. You know, in their lower selves, and then they would have the higher, you know, higher exaltation of the Heru self. So I think those artists were more playing between the Heru and Set realms because they had songs showing about the struggle and also their dark side. You know, whereas right. Lil Nas X, we don't have no context for Heru or Set. It's just straight Set. <laughs> it was it wasn't even no thing where it wasn't no thing. And then he had stickers and stickers with blood. And it was no it was no type right. of story of okay, this is how I came even into. 
you know, my, my perspective of set worship. It was, it was no lesson in that. And look, I will even go far as back right. as, as even Marilyn Manson, as, as, as <clears throat> controversial as he was, he gave you a mythology, right, about how he actually was going through his dark side and even in his dark side, how he was still struggling for his light side. Now, that's Marilyn Manson. But you see, but see, if you get caught up in his in his realm, you won't even understand the light the light peeking through his lyrics. So I'm saying, if you're gonna even go right. the rock and roll white boy level, at least study the mythocracy of how they, those artists were able to articulate themselves and, and kind of give some maybe um you know credence to the story origin story of how you come to that. You can't go from the old town road and horses mm. straight to you know uh, <laughs> lap, da lap dancing on the devil. Yo, I mean, I mean, what's the what's the meaning about rituals, B? He's dead. Those mm -hmm. these are rituals, man. These are powerful messages. We gotta call it what it is. Like so, it's not so, a game. So let me let me just make a couple of comments. Mm -hmm. I haven't actually watched the full video. And me now, neither. The, the, <laughs> no, I mean, and, and I'm in, and now here's, here's here's some of the realities, right? The, the the producers and writers of that song are my clients. Oh wow. Wow. And they're you know, they're 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 the executive, you know, they're 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 like been working with Lil Nas X and they're, and they're, you know, and they're making his album. And so when I listen, like I, li like, I don't have to listen to that video though to appreciate what he, I don't have to watch that video to appreciate or not appreciate what he's doing. I just recognize that one, potentially that video is not for me. And two, if, if, if it was so controversial to me, if I, if, if I thought it was, I wouldn't have watched it. I think there's a lot of people who are, who are going and watching that video just so they can comment on it when they don't, if they think or even yeah. know that it might be damaging to their spirit, they don't have to go and put that on. I didn't have uh, to yo, watch it. I, I, I'll be honest. I went and watched it just to watch it. I watched it a long time ago before I even knew any, I didn't know it was the devil that the devil was going to be in it, like the co-star. I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was going to see what the brother's next project was. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying I, I just yeah. so to that point, right? So like, so I, what? So I really can't comment on the mythology, the lore, everything he's putting in that. But what I do know is from from specifically from like how like the things that I know about how he thinks, he is very deliberate and and, and like focused, and he's even putting that on social media, saying like this is well thought out. So potentially like we might not really understand what he, what the message is he's attempting to say. And maybe on another time I could like, I'll go watch and I'll be like, okay, this is what he's trying to say. But what I will say is, I know that this is a, someone that's attempting to express themselves and who they are and also go against the people who have attempted to condemn him all his life. And nah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I'm saying, that's a that 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 could be his his thing, but I don't feel like that's a valid. That's 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 not really valid because, look, it's everybody has faced some sort of trauma. He took it a step further and put, like, even to have the devil in that type of imagery inside of a music video, okay. But like Supernova was saying, he was twerking on the devil, coming down a pole. <laughs> doing all types of like, like nah, man. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the name of the song. I didn't have to watch it. I didn't have to watch it. Like I saw the clips on IG, <laughs> and that's the name of the this album. Is not for me. I just think I just think that when we when we when we single out this kind, I hear what you're saying, Dawuda. I know what you, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, one last thing I'll say because I don't I don't want to belabor this this conversation into that. <laughs> yeah. Him, yeah. Like like. 
Like we're going, okay, they use the devil. Are we ever just talking about the fact that we're seeing this type of imagery in general and people are doing this imagery without the devil? Of course. Same thing, but we're not, but we don't spend enough time like talking about that and going like this, maybe there's something wrong with it, but we immediately jump to that. When we see something that was told to us is the devil or negative, when like we know that there's like a duality in life, positive, And negative right. is actually always so like destructive to us. Well, but, listen, I, like I like, but I think again, objectively speaking, all your points that I would uh, write exact. I, you know, but when we get into the particulars, right? You know, particularly when you talk about his specific audience, it's a different audience. You know what I'm saying? Like he has, he has he, the little babies are the audience, and he right. even said that. So. It's not like they're like our age on this phone and, and bigger, right? Like like Marilyn Manson, like, like Marilyn Manson's audience, even when he came out in the nineties, were old with college kids and older. They were not 15, 16 year old Britney Spears kids. You know what I'm saying? They were the older crowd that were into his his perspective of that myth, you know, mythology. So listen, we know that we can see the set, the setting and energy and everything, right? Sometimes again, you know, you the, you the Jedi on the dark side that gets light, and sometimes you light, you get dark, right? Sometimes the villain be, the hill, the villain becomes the hero, Haru, or sometimes Haru falls into set. So we, we understand on the phone call, we understand that the you know the the duality, but but beyond us, right? We have to think objectively. For a black man right now, right now, in the midst of what we are all going through globally and right now politically, socially, for us to be twerking on the devil, wrong timing. <laughs> it's, it's, listen, I'm just keeping it honey. I, listen, like I told you, I, I'm being ob- objective. I, I actually was for the brother's expression when he first came out, you know? And I, listen, I'm a happy heterosexual. I'm not I'm not flagging the rainbow flag, but I appreciated his art, you feel me? So th- yeah. so I, I'm not I'm not like a, a hater, right? But this video, it's like, come on, it's, it's like me as an artist. I'm like, come on, brother. Like, I get it. I get the art, I get controversy, I get pushing it, but it's just not time to be twerking on the devil. You know, uh, we already got OD by Cardi Cardi B and the other sister doing anything, right? And 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 I love those sisters, but they, that was extremely what they was doing. And now we have a black man doing the twerk. It's just like, come on, man. Like that, like you got like I said, you have you have really articulate, if you're gonna push the whole LGBT, I'm no longer oppressive liberation front in music. There are many artists of color that are doing a great job with being relevant you know, being in the Rainbow Coalition and still being successful, you know what I'm saying? And so there was, for me personally, I'm not I'm not against his art and expression, but there was no there was no reason right now, like the beloved brother just said about we all have been oppressed on some level or, or overcoming some type of hurt, to go and slide down the pole <laughs> to, 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 and twerk on Satan right now. I don't even, I don't care if you're not on my side of the, of the, of the game. I don't, you black man, you should not be twerking on no freaking devil. You I feel like me? It. Like I don't, I don't care if you, I don't care if you, if you rainbow. Just the rainbow. I don't want my rainbow brothers twerking on Satan's CIGF. I have an issue with that. You can do what you want to do, whoever you want to do it with. But brother, don't be twerking on no devil right now. We at war. Like if real talk, we are really at a war. You know what I mean? Period. You know what I mean? On body, mind, and spirit. So it, it, it's like it's just like the timing of that. It's like, come on, brother. That's what I was saying. I, 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 I respect that. And I think that like, I think when I, when I, when I, when I, when I hear what you're saying, the, the, the thing that I go back to is like this, this issue of role models and like being able to 
understand how to present certain topic matter like the the the, the, the obviously the idea the, the 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 end game was to create this dialogue right like that was the end game and could a, could a different dialogue have been created with the same like i guess explosive globally explosive mainstream results potentially but we didn't get that we got what we got right 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 and i still you know you know when he when when, when he gets older there might be a, a, a way in which he thinks about that differently like he's mm, right right a young person like i think he's yeah. 20 you know wow um, wow wow yeah you know like it's like like when i heard that, when i when i when i realized that the other day i was like damn he's really young and so like the reality yeah, he's 20 he just turned 21 right born in 99 yeah so right, right. The, the, the reality is, is that like, yo, we're dealing with, mm. and I've always been dealing with, we're dealing with young people making mm. art and becoming mm. Becoming themselves. I got to stand. I got you. Right, right. It's like, it's like Sinful Web said, uh, hip hop is finally starting to grow up. And now we're right, going to see where, right. where, where okay. the grownups take it. it. Yeah, but but what we're going to do right here, fellas, yeah. we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to listen to our sponsors and we're going to get right back into it. Don't go nowhere. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> We're still here chopping it up with, well, we got a lot of people here we chopping it up with. And uh, I think we need to come up with like a name for you guys, like the production panel or I don't know, the Knights of the Round Table or something like that. But we got a whole lot of knowledgeable people in the building with us today. You know, Sarah said Avengers. <laughs> triple A's, the triple A's, the triple A's. <laughs> now, we've been talking about music here. And the music business specifically and the different types of music that we've been listening to, right? But I got a, a question for you guys. And, and this is a two-part question, okay? First, I want to know, what do you consider to be a good song? Like, what's the criteria for a good song? For me, I would say it's production. Like, that's what that's what I like. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'll give you two answers. One is... That's what I like. I love production. That's what I hear first. I hear the music uh, second, then, and then lyrics. But I think those are obviously all important. Like how do you how do you merge those three things into like a culturally, you know, relevant moment or memory that a lot of people can connect to and and make it their own. Absolutely. I agree, brother. I feel like it depends on what you're looking for in, in a great song. Like, if you're looking for concepts, it takes lyrics and storytelling ability or, you know, so I feel like, I don't know. It it, it varies. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm listening to you guys. So I, I would have to say for me, a, a good song, I agree with that. The first is the beat, right? So if the beat doesn't move me at first, I'm not even listening to the rest of your four minute and 30 second song, whatever, whatever it is, right? It's true. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. And then, then it also becomes the melody because it's not the words, it's how you say the words, right? How you say it. Right, right. And then, and then lastly, and this is just for me, is what you're saying, right? So like, you know how these hip hop purists would be like, no, the, the, the content of what you're saying is more important than how you say it. I, I disagree with that in its entirety. Like, how you say it is more important than what you're saying, in my opinion. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it took me a while like to, to to really understand Playboy Cardi, and I'm not even gonna say I still understand Playboy Cardi, but I understand now wh- what the like why the youth are like so much into Playboy Cardi because it's like how he's saying things. Mm. It's like that production. It, 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 it's two things: it's the production and how he's saying things, and it's almost like. When I was young, I used to hate heavy metal, and I probably still do. I don't think I know one heavy metal song that I like, or I don't even know any heavy. I think I always tuned it out. But when I see what artists like him are doing today, I'm like, oh snap! Like this is the heavy metal of mm. hip hop today. I don't know. What yeah, that, yeah, that that shit is trash. That is trash. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. No, no, no. I, I try. Listen, I listen. I try with that nigga. I try to listen to his whole shit. That nigga is whack. Now, Travis Scott. If you, you know, he's a he's a fake ass Travis Scott. Let's salute the the homie that did it right. Travis oh, Scott is an example, right? He he know he goes into what Dawood has said initially about production rhythm, cadence, even though I may not deal with some of the content, right, in that presentation, yeah. he's a good, he's the best example. So we're gonna deal with the Trap Brothers. To me, respectfully, my brothers, we should deal with the, the, the highest ones that have a high signal. So like, it's like, like Migos, right? We Well, from our era, we know Migos is a pretty much dumbed down both dogs, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, they, they had, they, their flowing cadence became the new standard between them and what Wayne was doing, right? Right. Now, but Wayne, but Wayne and Migos are the best signal of that. In future. Right? So, in, th- in future, right? So, to me, you know, we should lo- salute the titans of that signal. When you talk about, now, now, little Uzi Burt, his swag is hot, but some of this shit, I, you know, to me, he's a better version than that, that Playboy Cardi guy. You know what I mean? I mean, I, little, I, I, I respect, I can't get with little Uzi Burt, but I respect his art and how he delivers it. I tried, the guy would have respectfully, I tried to listen to all uh, that car, you know, that, that Cardi guy. And I, I, I was like, I pressed play. I listened to the whole joint. I was waiting to have a, I was waiting to be oops upside the head. And the way, the, and I was, and, you know, let me tell you, I was upset. Cause this nigga got all this money. Look, he got all the, he got the corporate sponsorship behind him. He got the bag behind him. To me, there's no way that you should not have superior sound. Mm. I know, I know artists that are from Brooklyn right now have no backing and their sound is superior. And that's what I'm saying. I may not like your content, but at least can you mix and master that motherfucker yeah. at a superior level. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, like make that shit. Like I may not deal with it, but at least that shit sonically gotta be like, yo, that shit. Yeah, sonic, sonically it's gotta go. It's still gotta go sonically. I mean, so I, I said, yeah, 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 brother. I'm not repping. No, no, I just had to come in. No, I'm not talking to you, brother. I just had to come no, in. No, yeah, I need yeah, that. But you know, other thing I would say because you brought up Migos, and one time I was listening to Migos, and I was like, "Yo, they sound like they're like the masters at chanting. Like mm. I feel like they be like mm. channeling, like, like." The, uh, just like the chant vibe, like they be ah uh, something about it. Yo, Offset's album was actually positive though. <laughs> I didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. It had a lot of positives. Yeah, yeah. And, and his co- and remember the cover, the cover that was the most yeah. set frequency right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. his kids on it. He was on like it. That. Yeah, but and it was powerful though. You know what I mean? So yeah, 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 yeah. I want Yeah, powerful. I yeah. just wanted to put that in there, but uh, can I, can so I, that I, leads I, me I, to I, a question, know. right? Because man, my, my question was a two part question. About the music oh, I'm I'm sorry, simple. Go go, simple. I was I was waiting patiently. <laughs> Don't wait patiently on this show. 
<laughs> my bad. You my might bad. miss your chance, sir. No, but I, you know, I, I want to say something from the from a musician standpoint of what music is. It's being in those sessions, a lot of writing sessions for records that you know hit mainstream or whatever that may be, or just being in those rooms and knowing how it goes. You know what I'm saying? They we we focus on first melody. You know what I'm saying? Because melody is is most important. It, it, like you said, it's so funny you said chanting because everything is a chant. You know what I'm saying? And and the, you, the most popular songs you might know are the most simple songs with the most simple mm-hmm. hooks. Those are the biggest songs. Like, we are the world type things and all the old, you know what I mean? If you think about it, the most simple songs were the biggest songs. And there's a reason for that. You, you know what I mean? You're getting people to chant over and over again the same melody. You could put any kind of words to that melody, but they just have to be mm-hmm. well worded to sing properly. I'm just I'm just breaking it to the bare root minimum of it. So, you know what I'm saying? Before you even get to like the actual words. The words are like the icing on the cake. You know what I'm saying? So when you suck people in with the melody and in harmony, which is all about music, because music is energy, and you send in literal messages to a person's spirit of how to react to your music. That's what you're doing. You have you actually having a power over a person. That's why the the quote that you read earlier was so spot on, because that's the level of how I think about it, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be long and drawn out, but yeah, you are. Uh, it, I'm just saying it's so important because <laughs> no, go ahead, we listening to you. These these labels know that they put the same people in the rooms to write a lot of these records. Mm, that's you know correct. There's a lot of people that are, that are in these same rooms creating for Beyonce and creating for all these artists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they know how to sonically put a record together. It's a it's a science. It's, it's a but it is a blueprint. You know what I'm saying? So. When you get an artist that's like, I don't even know this artist that y'all are talking about. That's how crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, even, I don't even know. Simple, don't feel bad. Me neither. No, me neither. I can assume what y'all are talking about and put the story together. And I'm like, I get it. But they get in the room. They start humming something. They might put on an old record or something to find the melody and make up a song to it. You know what I'm saying? And then from there, you, you start to structure your, your image. And then it gets technical. And then it becomes about sonic waves and all of that right. stuff. Becomes all That's stuff. when engineering comes in. That word shouldn't be taken lightly. You know what I'm saying? Because real engineers engineer that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but that being said, it's, it's like one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful tool in the world. That's why somebody like Michael Jackson had a power over the world the way he did. If, if you let him become powerful in some type of way, he could literally affect the world he did you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. then that's, that's 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 a, that so that shows you the power so we have to not take it lightly it's so funny you said well everybody in the star set both most people were musicians yeah they were and and we usually have a duality going on in our lives you know what i'm saying musicians and artists and and and, and all of those in that field so it makes sense to know that when you see the last thing i'm gonna say like the, when you see little Nas X and you see cardi b those pull on a certain aspect of everybody's spirit. And that that aspect is usually, honestly, I'm going to say it's in private. You know what I'm saying? And when you're not used to that being seen in the public and exposed, you don't show that type of things to your children. So when you see those things, it does send up a red flag. So I could rationalize all this messaging and all that stuff, but I know what I, the image is that I'm seeing. And the devil was even turned off in that video. You know what I'm saying? The devil Thanks. was looking at Lil Nas X like, yo, this dude is wild. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm telling y'all because I saw it. So you, you, if you ever do see it, you'll see what I'm saying. I'm watching this like, yo, I gotta, I gotta call my son and say, yo, 
don't even watch that. Not you can't watch it. <laughs> don't even waste your time because it's not doing nothing for you. That's nothing. You have nothing to do with that. And you might you as well have sinful. Let me tell you something. How old is your son? Thirteen. You I'm might as well have called him and said, "Go ahead and watch that little Nas X video." That's that. what you. That's what you might as well have called him saying, because calling him and saying not to watch it, nigga, that's the same thing. But man, but listen to this though, right? Because I was actually having a conversation with a young person that you might know, Sinful. I, I don't know. Rumor has it that you might know our man Stony. <laughs> My little brother. And so we were talking about music, specifically written for people in this society, right? You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, I was telling him that I believe that that's a hard thing to do because music written for any one specific thing or set or group never, in my estimation, crosses over to the mainstream, right? Yeah. And so my question to the panel is how could music specifically geared to one group cross over to the mainstream. They got to want to cross it over. <laughs> I'm, now, here's the thing, though. You, you said you got to want to cross over. I believe that every musician makes music to be big, right? So I don't think that they want to make a song that only sells to a 1,000 people. You understand? I, I know some of those people. I like... Wow. Because, I, because, I, because I've had the privilege of working across the wide variety of genres. Let's just give you an example, like in the, in the, in the electronic community, music community, a lot, a lot of DJs and producers make music specifically just for the club environment for the type of people. Okay. Um, and, and so, and, and here's the thing, that music is limited, like, right? It's like, if you, if you were just listening to a kick that's what the record was, a kick with a bunch of different effects on it. Like that's what some people are doing. And yeah, that music is not gonna cross over. That music is not gonna be popular because nobody wants to right. hear a kick for like <laughs> three and a half minutes. And so I think when you think about like music, like like I look at church, you know, like-, like that, Speak on it. Now. Yes, I'm glad you like, went there. Those songs also don't really become popular, but then what you have is you have artists, you have people who grew up in those environments Taking those melodies, taking those, those, those sonics, those drums, all of the different elements of it, and turning it into, aka, like what Kanye West did. They make it contemporary. Make it contemporary. Okay, um, so let me let me stop you for a second, Dauda, right? Because one of my favorite songs, and this was this was from back in the days. So whenever we were living in Clinton Avenue, Sauce, when was that? In the eight, the late eighties, the early nineties, right? Late 80s, yeah. Mm-hmm. This record that I'm about to tell you about is one of my favorite records to this day, right? And I didn't know until maybe some 15 years later that this was a genre-specific record, right? But this record crossed over super big. It, it, it turned out to be a gospel record. And the name of this record is uh, Addictive Love by B.B. and C.C. Winans. Do you know that song? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Yep, yep, yep. This song specifically is talking about Jesus. Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, it is. Yeah, yeah. It is, right? But I thought the mm-hmm. song was talking about the two of them together. 
right? Like, because it's a man and a woman singing. I thought they were talking about the love that they have for each other, yada, yada. Beautiful. And it was a beautiful thing. And this was a super big record, right? And so I think that that's, that's one of the rare essence instances where a gospel record crossed over. It was big because it was disguised. Am I making sense? Yeah, you got to disguise it. Bro. You got to disguise it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad KB chimed in for a second because I want to talk about something for a second. Do you guys know Obi, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Brother Obi has, I think, three or four daughters. I think it's four of them. Mm-hmm. Four of them. And the Holly Girls. The Holly Girls. They they are exceptional singers. Right. Am I, am I, am I off on that? No. They're, they're exceptional singers, right? And, and I saw, this was maybe a, a year or two years ago. I don't know how many years ago. I saw they did a song that was kind of catered to the society, right? In the sense that, like, they changed some of the words so that it would make sense to people in the society. And so, you know, they had, like, they talked about her original? No, it was, it was it's the, it's the uh, they, they sung the If I Ever Fall In Love by Shy. They, they kind of oh, remade it over. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. You remember they that, right? They did right by their parents is what you're saying. You said what? Right. <laughs> They did right by their parents. They did right by their parents, but but I'm talking about the song. It's the beautifully sung right. song. They sound super dope. I'm you, saying changing their lyrics. Changing the lyrics, right? But I, I believe that it kind of puts them in a the box now. Right. I know mm-hmm. you, you, because it doesn't allow for the masses to understand what they're saying. Only a yeah. certain group of people. Am I making any sense? That, but I don't. Well, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't put them in the box. Let me, I, I'm sorry, not to cut the who's going to speak. It doesn't put them in the box. It, it what it does is salutes where their their origin story. They just now have to collaborate with you know folks from the machine, song, singer songwriter producers, right, and get the bag, the corporate bag behind them or the independent bag to now market and promote. I don't think that. See, right now, beloved, nobody has not the opportunity to pierce the mainstream. It's about the resources you have behind you and how you leverage your power, right? So basically, if you have the bag, right, without the right, without the right way to move the bag accordingly, then you lose money and time. Mm. If you have the relationships in the business but don't have the bag, then you stole your opportunity because you can have the relationships, but if you don't grease the palms and, you know, we still right, pay, right. it's still real. Mm. I mean, let's keep it 100. Right, it's yeah. still, you got to, this is a pay-to-play game. Yet The music industry is like, like Vegas, Right, there's low-level players, mid-level players, high-level players, and there have been many st- histories throughout our time where independent people coming from our cultural circles to whatever have been able to be very um, prominent, but they were able to maneuver a certain way. So I don't think like those sisters or anybody from our society and, and family has the ability to pay to play. We just have to know how. Like you have to have the bag, right? The bag and have the relationships maneuver or know how to get those relationships to help you get the bag. You know, if you have the talent and, and you can be cultivated into, you know, to leverage, then to me, I think every it's like a playing field. Everybody has an opportunity to play. And those girls are young enough. They're beautiful. They have dope voices. It's just, you know, it's, it's just about, though, yeah, get, if, get brother. If, yeah. If not to cut you off, my brother. Just think about it, right? These, we, these societies and cultures is all around the world. If we did the numbers and everybody bought like KB's project or Supernova's project or my project that's coming, that would be enough revenue to get this bag to now do what you need to do to put yourself in the next stage. So we need to, we need and Sinful, I just want to say you know, this before you continue, okay? Because I did download KB's last project and I did also download Supernova's last project, right? So I, I don't, 
know about the rest of you guys, but I'm up on it. Right. That's all I want to say. So I'm, I, no, that's what's up. But that that's what we all need to be saying. And I'm just going to keep it 100% real. That's nobody's fault for that. I'm just pointing out what's happening. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to blame anybody. Right, right, right. So, so because there's many things that come with that. Everybody might not like my project. Everybody might not like KB's project. I don't expect just because you're my friend to like what I do. You know what I mean? So, we have to also say that we got to broaden our fan bases. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, have a bigger fan base so that people can make decisions and you won't feel away. You know what I'm saying about what's happening? But also at the same time, we have to support. We don't support each other the way we the way we say we do. You know what I mean? I'm just keeping it 100. We, we know the struggles of business, all of us on here. You know what I'm saying? We, we all have our own businesses and we understand. We have, it's so funny that Supernova said you have, the, you have the connections without the bag or the bag without the connections. I know both sides of that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, and it's interesting because the payola is real and it's effective and it's real. I mean, it's effective to even getting your record done on the basis level. You got to have, at, to me, to get a good record, yo, you got to have at least $1,000 in your pocket and that's not that's that's with supreme knowledge of the game you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you got a thousand dollars in your pocket that means you might be and that's still not enough because you got to get this joint mixed and mastered you know what i'm saying i'm Can just saying to the effect of yes. like I, like what you said it's so i think that there's there's like support in the form of investment and then there's support in the form of fandom and I mm. think that those are two different things. And I think that like, when it comes to people doing like collective organization to be able to push, you know, a culture or a sound forward, that is, I think that's the part where it's just like investment. It's like support in the form of investment. But um, it, doesn't, it doesn't rely on you having to like something. So I think sometimes yeah. what happens is people are like caught up in, like whether someone likes their stuff when it's like, well, you got to focus on the people that do like your stuff or that you can sway to like what you do. And then mm -hmm. on the other side, you got to find people who are just like, yo, I'm going to get your back because I have the capital and I can like, I can hit you off with this five, 10, a hundred thousand, whatever it is. Right. And I think that's that that's a thing that goes back to like the knowledge and education and trying to understand like what it means to like grow and build your career. I think Absolutely. That, I think that yeah, with yeah, the I'm Holly girls, that. with the Holly girls, one of the things that might be playing against them is like you said, they did somebody else's song and remixed it. I'm still waiting for them to do their original project. Mm. You mm -hmm. know? And when you do original music it sets you apart because now people can see your talent versus seeing how you was able to just switch right, somebody just else's harmony. Doing and, covers, yeah, yeah. Doing covers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, covers. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Oh, can, can I can I can I put y'all on to something you probably know loosely, but Imam Issa, Doctor York, he when he before he transitioned and became a Nuwabian and took brothers and into the comedic direction, he started at, he started as the Anslaw Muslim. Right in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And what he did was he was a musician like Shekham and Shekham, like a lot of uh, his contemporaries around that time when they were having that cultural resurgence in the 70s and early 80s. So he's a good example of he he started out while he was a religious leader, he was still in the music business. He started out as a as a as a background singer and a and a writer and uh co-musician on like a lot of like powerful, you know, funk bands in the 70s, right? And in the 80s came, he was still a religious leader. 
he had his bread. He, he had his community raise about a half a million dollars to a million dollars, right? And then he leveraged, he leveraged that money. And he, example of having the bag and the connections, because he was, again, he got, even though he was a, uh, you know, a really known Muslim, he had the industry connects as a songwriter and he knew where to, where to pay to play. So he paid all the, a whole bunch of folks in the business and he, he had started this, he started a, a distribution situation with a couple of the, ma one of the majors and he put out his project, funded him, it himself, owned his master. I forgot what name of it. He had put out a couple of records that had a buzz, but one, one of his records was his big record was a top 20 R&B record of like 84 or 85. Yes, you can find it on YouTube. Anyway, he, he leveraged that. All of that was independent money. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he leveraged that buzz and that, and that success while still being in the culture, you know, and, and, and being someone that was straight and, you know, considered a cult in the culture. He was, he was still leveraging his celebrity and, and, and going into the music business with the independent bag. Then, as he became successful in that, he leveraged that back into his teaching. So I, I just bought Dr. York to say that... This, if you know if you know fundraising and you know how to raise your money, right? And you and you galvanize your support base. Kind of what Dawood was talking about with, with leveraging, you know, fans fans versus you know people that invest in you. And you and you know the players, you can you can you can get busy. You know what I'm saying? Trust. But you need you need to again. This is Las Vegas. The music industry is Las Vegas, and you got to understand that you're gonna you know you may lose a few slots, you may gain some slots. But it's all about leveraging, and I think coronavirus. We're not well. The, the atmosphere of coronavirus, even this conversation we're having, this is a ble this coronavirus allowed this conversation to happen because every one of us are, are, are in our different silos, being successful and, and very busy. So I think this the, the atmosphere of us having this conversation and this brotherhood it reestablished our cadence with each other. You know, and that's that's an example of you know brothers who came up together who are doing a positive things in the world. You know, we could be ones that can leverage opportunities and, and maybe be a voice to those that don't know the business on, from based upon our, you know, our different journeys and, and what we understand about how to do our stuff independently. And like Dauda, who's, who's, like I said, someone that's in the business with some of these players and Sinfu as he does his production. I, I think that we, we, we become the new, the leaders of the new school as far as, you know, the next brotherhood that has those type of relationships that can help the next generation up. Definitely. Mm -hmm. sure on that. Now, yes, sir. We, we've been talking a lot about about the different genres of music and how specific it is to one area. I, I would like to get you guys take on how it is to carve out your own lane, right? Because I was having a conversation with, with my cousin. This was some few months back. And he, he was he's a rap artist, and he was signed in the early 90s. But the record label that he was signed to folded, like right after they signed him. And so what he was telling me was that there were a lot of gatekeepers back then in the, in the early 90s that either they liked you or they didn't like you and because of that you were al allowed to navigate through the music business right do we feel like there are still uh gatekeepers and if there are gatekeepers how do we suggest young people create their own lane today i definitely believe there's still gatekeepers oh sorry go, go kb no i was just saying I, I believe that there still are gatekeepers and you ruffle the wrong feathers a lot of these people are powerful and, you know, they have relationships with other people who they are definitely rather keep their relationship with them versus trying to build one with you. If you're not, you know, if, if you seem to be like a, a loose cannon or something, or if that's just, or if that's just a word that they got 
about you. You know what I'm saying? It don't necessarily even have to be true. It could just be that that person that's talking about you, more people value their word over yours. You're new. They've been there. Um, while I do, you know, agree to your point, KB, I also think that, yes, there's always going to be gatekeepers, but the reality of like what the, the internet in its current iteration and also what we're headed into, which is web three has, has created is an opportunity to literally like be like, skirt, yo, oh, I see a, I see a gatekeeper. Cool. I'm just going around you. Oh, I'm just going and doing this. Um, and it's happening. You're seeing it every day right now. So it's like, you just gotta, I think going back to the original points we were talking about, you just gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta understand how to like work that tree of life and, and really, and, and, and really understand how to put your powers, your, your, your juju to work because it's real. Like you can, like the, the, the technology that exists and what I like to call the spiritual technology that we have, you can really, you, you can, you can make, you can lay waste to those gatekeepers. Now, I mean, I feel like you can still reach a certain height, but there is a ceiling that you will hit without making certain connections. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Now, I was also having this conversation too, right? And and I'm not a, a industry guy, so I, I don't I don't know how it is to move in the industry, right? And so I was discussing with one of my friends how people in, in, in the industry could become friends over a period of time. And this is kind of off the top of the subject, but I just want to get you guys' take on this, right? And he was suggesting that because the industry is shady and you don't really know how people move that you can't really acquire friends in the music business. I, I believe that to a degree. I feel like you have to go through something a lot of times. Like if, if people didn't know you growing up or you didn't have a connection to somebody's family and they could just give you that pass of trust and loyalty, then y'all have to go through something for them to be like, oh, I see that you are sad with me over whatever the you know scenario is, or that you're still going to be in my corner when shit hits, hits the fan. You feel what I'm saying? If you don't have that moment with people, as grown people, it's hard to really know who is a friend. Mm. I'm listening to you. You know? No, that's, that's a point. Yeah, that had, to the homie's point, man, I, I had uh, friends that I, that I helped leverage and put on through my through my gatekeeper opportunities, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, because I just believed in them. And when it turned out, they they, they were in position of, of absolute power, they never looked back. Mm. You know? So you so that that was the hardest thing, I think, of you know, because I've 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 been I've always, you know, from the Sarah set to my mother to just the, how the community raised me, I've always been part of the each one, teach one, each one, reach one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I felt that a lot of us, you know, especially from the culture, we have a we're resourceful. And I always felt like, man, if I can Get a position of power. I want to help leverage and help other people out, you know, because there's little homies that I've looked out for in parts of my life. You know, by the time they came to be bigger and it made more money than me, they they look back. But there were some prominent folks that I thought were my homies, like real, real, you know, ride or die homies, and I leveraged them into some some life changing economical and political situations in the in the business. That they they didn't even um, once look back. You know, so that's, that's, it, it, sometimes it's not even about your day one. Sometimes it's just like, yo, some people just ain't built like that. They, you know what I mean? They not, 
they not, and, I, and, I, and that was a hard thing. I could I could speak on the situation now, being less bitter. I'm gonna keep it transparent. I was bitter for some years about some of that because it was like conflicting. Like I, I, I'm seeing, I, I love the, some of these brothers and sisters' talent, right? And amazing talent. But then I see how they they did not, you know, they didn't have that principle of that Kwanzaa principle, that Unguza Saba. They didn't have that in them. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so that 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 for me was more of the hurt than anything because that's how I approached them. You know what right. I'm saying? Well, oh, it, oh, it ain't nothing. If I know this person and they got the bad, they got this mm. and that, and, that, and you got the thing. To me, it's, it it ain't no agenda. You, you, you let's look. Yo, come, come. I'm the person. If I'm in a situation, what are you doing right now, homie? I'm, I'm about to pull up for this and that, and that. Come meet me over here. Let's just pull up. You know what I mean? It ain't. I, I never. I was never covered my relationships. You know, on that level, it was more like, yo, man, let's let's all eat. You know, I man, that, that's I came from that that from the street level to the cultural level. I was like, listen, if I'm in a position to, to leverage, man, let's all leverage. Each one, teach one, each one, reach one. But the hardest pill I had to get, everybody's not built like that. They just that's, not. No matter how much they can, they can they can say they can say peace and love or peace God or hotep, they not even built like that. And that's I was just telling somebody. I was, I, I, we just came back from Indiana not too long ago. We was on a long trip, you know, me and a couple of my mothers. And I'm talking, I'm talking to them how, about how like, you know, in this day and age, people just don't, they don't care. Like it's a whole new era. They, they was trying to grasp like why certain things don't happen for certain people. And I'm just like every, everybody today, it's not what y'all think it is. It's just. It's a whole new degree and and savage of people out there who who just want to take advantage of situations. They don't they don't value relationships enough. They don't. That's you know, why that's why you got that's niggas running off on the plug. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, good. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right. good point. I mean, I don't know. I have I have people who I met in the industry and I consider them friends and family, and I have people that obviously I've known for my whole life as well. And I think it's just like what Daoud, you know, Supernova said, like essentially, like who's built for it? Who recently I started saying to myself, like who's in my clan? Cause it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like who, who can you, who can you go? I mean, there's mm. also like, who can you go to war with? Like that's the reality. Mm. Like, right. We're talking right, about right. the business aspect of this. Mm. Business is war. Like until someone mm. creates a new, mm. thing, until we create mm. like the, 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 not the, the, I guess the matriarchal version of, of business, right. Iteration of business in this paradigm that we're in comes from war. That's the origins. And so it's like, well, yeah, well, who can you go to war with? Who, who, you know, who are your soldiers? Who are your generals? Who, you know, who are you, your lieutenants? You got to really like figure out that team. And it's like, that's a challenging thing to do in it. You know, I've been, I've been in the music industry from 2003. And so it, it'll be like, I guess like 17, you know, 18 years now. And, and, and I've had to like build teams, reconstruct teams, and also just like understand like who has been with me from, I guess we could call it day one of, of, of me entering this business. And it's, it's a challenging thing. And, and everyone is going through that. It's not just like, you know, it's not like one person is dealing, like everyone is dealing with that, right? Like Jay-Z has to do the same thing. Beyonce has to do the same thing. It's a weird thing when you like, like, like sometimes you don't really understand the effects of like, say you lose two people on your team, you're coming, mm, mm. like 
that 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 dynamic shift can just destroy everything. It's why you hear it in music wow. times. Mm. You're like, oh, how come that person's album is not as good as that one? It's like, well, who'd they make it with? You know, right, like, right. It's a whole thing. Like people don't like. It's like, yo, the, the, to be able to have the moments with that person, man. It's the whole thing is challenging. It's like it's a it's a it's 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 like a marriage too, right? It's like, man, it's it's next level. There's level. There's all kinds of levels and nuances to that whole idea of like. You know, can you have industry friends? Of course you can, because you can have like like who's your family? Is you make that like it's not all down to blood. It's not all down to who you grew up with or who you met last week. It, it's all uh, it's like a sequence. That's why I love the I Ching, <laughs> the, the 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 book of changes. It teaches you about the sequence of life, and you have to just you have to you have to consistently make sure that you're in alignment with your sequence. Mm, yes. Bars. Thank you, Dawuda. That's that's powerful, brother. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Facts. Now, now fellas, this has been a great conversation. And then uh, we've kind of touched on a lot of things, been all over the all over the place here. But what I want to ask you guys is this. Where do you guys see the music industry and specifically hip hop going from here? You know, with all of the civil rights movements that we had over the last year. And now we have the Chauvin trial going on and all of these things. Like, where do you see music going from here? I think we have yet to see what the next generation really has in store for us. And when I say the next generation, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm 40, right? So like, I'm talking about people who are like, even in their thirties, twenties and teens, like, I think that we're in this like very interesting, I, I call it, the, I look at it the, the same way my mom explained to me, like when I asked her like, well, what, what drove her to like, you know, investing in her spirituality. And she was like, well, Dauda, like at the time, which is like 19, you know, 73, that's the, like the, the moment for her, for her and my dad, they were like, if it was like an explosion of consciousness. And mm. I actually feel that's what we're in. We're in that explosion of new, of new consciousness. And I feel like Ashe. I agree. We're at this serious paradigm shift. And it's like, it's like, a, and what I mean by that, par I, I, I specifically what I'm talking about is like, we are now in this digital virtual meets analog world. Like, and I think when people are trying to understand what's happening, it's like, we are evolving into this new era of humanity. And so that's all happening, right? And that's what we're feeling. And so these, these next couple of years, I think over this next decade, you're gonna see some really powerful artists that come about that are able to tap into all the things that we were talking about today and create like really incredible art, specifically in hip hop, because I think like hip hop is the number one culture around the world. It like it literally is the thing everybody wants to do. It's why drill, like, yo, once drill hit, because I think drill, I actually think that drill might be the hardest production sound ever invented. And it like literally, I think it's the first time we've seen a production sound like fully take over. Like you have like drill Italy, drill Ghana, <laughs> like drill this. And it's like, it's a next level moment. And I think that we're going to hear different artists 
coming up with like new patterns, new flows. There's another style of music that I'm really excited about, like I'm a piano, which is like South Africa based. And while that hasn't taken over like drill, it still it has this feel and this energy and like, it's like street culture can do it. Pop culture can do it. And like, as we have that, we just need to have like the right mentors and, 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 and sages in place to guide this next generation through to make some like prolific gold, new golden era hip hop. Facts, facts. I, I, I'm liking the way that's sounding, some new golden era hip hop. But before we let you guys get out of here, tell us about any projects that you guys got going on. Uh, KB, you want to tell us about anything you got going on before you uh, get up out of here? I mean, I got an artist I'm working with. She just dropped the album, Shay Rose. That was in the January. She just went out of Miami to shoot a video with, I can't even remember the guy, but one of these camera guys who, who's pretty popular. I got another artist I'm working with, Keandra. She's a singer and she's actually in here with me right now. We was in here recording. Oh, wow, nice. Working on her, her album that's coming out. It's looking like end of May, early June. So I don't know, I think it's gonna be called With, with Love. So yeah, some new flavors, man. She, she got a dope voice. Y'all, I'm, I'm sure y'all hear it. That's what's it, up. And, and I'm sure uh, with some of those uh, KB melodies, it's going to be a pretty dope project out there. So <laughs> just let us know when you drop it. We got to bring you back on the show. We promote it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We oh, yeah. It. I'm about to drop something, too. I think I'm just going to drop a single. I got some uh, I, I put together. So I'm about to just put out some music. And I started shooting more videos. So I'm about to, you about to see more of that as well. That's what's up. That's what's up. We we, we looking out for it. Uh, tell tell the people your Instagram is your 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 Snapchat or whatever you know what the young people are doing these days. I don't know how y'all getting it out getting it in. Y'all can find me everywhere. KB the General. K B T H E G E N E R A L. That's what's up. Appreciate you, Sinful. You got anything going on over there? Yeah, man. I was listening the whole time. I was putting the baby to sleep, man. Fatherhood is is the <laughs> best hood in the world. But I'm working on my personal project as well, and also working on plenty of different artists' projects in the meantime, and also been working on some, like, like movie stuff, like movie scoring and, like, orchestra scoring and things, mm. and things like that. That's kind of what I do. During oh, yeah, days. I need to learn that from you, brother. Yeah, man. Let's talk. Call me, brother. Let's get yeah. up, man. You know yeah. we family. That's anytime. But don't expect also, a call back you know, anytime soon, KB, right? So, <laughs> so you be say that, but, but cousin, I, I answer you back. You say that, but we, we talk all the time. No, nah, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, facts, facts. <laughs> but um, also, you know, I'm looking to collaborate, but I'm also um, looking to finish my project, man. I got to, I mean, you know, I'm one of those artists that take forever to put out a project. So I'm just trying to get it out and, well, finish it and then get it out. Be honest. And now is the best time than never. You know what I'm saying? Now is the best time than never. I like that. Yeah, it is. You know what I mean? And and it's it's really needed in the world. And I'm I'm starting to see that everything has kind of happened in my life for a reason. Even the connections to y'all and everything that's happened in our time is kind of it's 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 come around again. Facts. So it's like we gotta we gotta manifest in every way possible. In every way possible. To the music, to the business, to everything. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So shout out your your IG so the people can know how to to check you out. My IG is Sinfu, S-E-N-F-U underscore Stone, S-T-O-N-E. At, I mean, on Instagram. I don't know. That's that's what it is. How you say that, man? I'm getting older, man. 
Seth will be on. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, you're getting older. And this the, nigga and the, face, and the Facebook is a synth web stony. I got you know little snippets of things that I've done, and I'm gonna be reintroducing that podcast that that my brother Supernova Slam blessed me with his presence on, you know, and um, taking it to another level where I'm gonna be doing like more so bringing on friends and artists and and really taking this music to another kind of creative level, like creating stuff on the spot, put songs together, and showing people how it's done. That's what's up. You know? We looking forward to hear some of those projects. So, brother Daouda, you got anything going on over there? Yeah, we're we're building essentially a like software for our the company that I, I run is called Create Safe, and we've you know we've put out like financial modeling software. Currently, you could go to like dealsim.createos.app and you can use like this app that you know enables you to forecast like what your profits could look like. And also kind of model like what a deal could be like a rec, whether it's a record deal or a distribution deal or a net profit deal. We've also built the same type of financial simulator for publishing. So like what do what like what does your music publishing equate to if you get X amount of streams? And if you were to do a publishing deal or an admin deal, like this is how those deals work out financially. That's at pubsim.createos.app. And then the next application that we'll be launching is a wallet that essentially enables any artist, actually anyone in the music industry to create an account, which gives you a like a, a bank account to hold your fiat currency, as well as ability to hold like cryptocurrency, manage your music assets, distribute them, and essentially also like develop the, the certificates of authentic authentication, which is known as like NFTs that allow you to like prove ownership um, and authorship of those assets, which essentially is like the sort of like the foundation for running your business. So we'll be releasing that product hopefully within the next like 30 to 60 days. Oh, that's um, what's up. You know, you know, that would, I just want to say this on the podcast. I'm, I'm super proud of you, bro, to see, to see what you're doing. Like, and, and I, I don't want anyone to feel slighted, sinful, or brother KB. I'm, I'm proud of you guys as well, but I'm just super proud of you, Dauda. Now that's next level right there. Of course. I mean, we all are. You know, I feel right. the same way you feel. Uh, we all came up together, man. Because this is the end of the show, and I get to say all kind of funny stuff sometimes. You do have a birthday coming up, I do believe. Yeah, this month is my birthday. This month, month is month. your birthday month. And, and even oh, more oh, special than that is oh. what else is special about your birthday, Dota? It's my mother's birthday. It's your mother's birthday. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Super dope. <laughs> That's it's our going. birthday month. <laughs> this is, this is. So, no. happy, bir- happy early birthday, brother. Happy early birthday. Thank you, fellas. No, I, I want to thank you, fellas, for coming on. I appreciate This was a super awesome show, right? And we're going to have to put something else together to do in the future. Maybe when you guys drop some projects that we can come on and talk about some other stuff. But I really appreciate you guys' time and your effort. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Don't forget to uh, meditate and marinate. (laughs) And if you like what you hear on this podcast, subscribe. Crossover, but don't sell out. uh, Get some of Supernova's products, man. Get some of the wellness. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Supernova's doing his thing. He had to run, too. Yeah. That brother's super busy. I don't know if you guys caught him on the Breakfast Club. He was just on the Breakfast Club. Uh, last week yeah. uh, with him and his mom doing their things. Yeah, they're doing big, big things out it there. It was a great interview, man. I watched it. It was really good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. And and so, Sekepper, Dauda, KB's <laughs> family is is Ottawa-Hame and Deuce family. That's oh, that's his family. Okay, okay, tight. I mean, listen, I'm sure we probably crossed paths when I, I used to, me and my Not dad. Not at all. Yeah. You know, 
KB is KB is like twenty something, like really. I'm older than that, but yeah. No, you. My bad, bro. KB's in his thirties. K, you in his thirties? I'm I'm right up under sinful like. Oh, okay, okay. You're an old guy. My bad, my bad. Could have been one of those. Like a men in them age, right? You can't be like. I'm a little younger than them too, but yeah, right around there. Okay, yeah. It was like listen, listen. Me and my dad used to go to DC a lot. Mm-hmm. So it could have been one of those times. Could have been one of those times. But we got to get you guys yeah. out to the next first generation thing. We actually working on something for 2022 to put something together in the physical. We're going to keep y'all posted. Yeah, I beat it. I locked out my calendar. Facts. Word, Appreciate man. y'all. Um, All right, brothers. All right, brothers. Stay up. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Son. Love is love. Say, 